Pawnshop.com. It's time now for a pawn further review with your host, Josh Norman, here on WJQS The Fan. Welcome in Monday, May 10th, another edition of a pawn further review. I am your host, Josh Norman. I am in the Garner Dental Group Studios. Garner, Garner, Garner Dental Group. There, there we goes. go again, Bill. There goes that tongue. <laughs> Garner Dental Group is a collection of 18 dental and orthodontic offices conveniently located across Mississippi. Complimentary whitening for new hygiene patients is available. Check out their interactive map at lakegarnerdentalgroup.com or give them a call at 601-271-8710 to find one of their five metro area locations or others across the state and region. How can you get in touch with the show? Give us a call. The Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi call line 601-366-1180 and the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi text line 601-817-0106. It is good to be blue. No matter where you're joining us, we appreciate you being here with us on Monday night. We're here every Monday night from 6 to 8 p.m., 106.3 FM, The Fan in the Jackson Metro, or WJQSTheFan.com all across the world, really. So we appreciate you joining us wherever you are and uh, wherever you're listening. Uh, You can also get in touch with the show, upon underscore sports on Twitter. That's upon underscore sports. You will want to uh, take advantage of that caller, text line, and Twitter feed as we go through the next hour. We are delighted to be joined uh, for the entire hour, 6 to 7 p.m. tonight, for Tea to Green with Randy Watkins. You have heard about that. He's done it on different platforms throughout his career, and uh, Randy is the uh, uh, owner of uh, several golf courses, Randy Watkins Golf where he owns and operates three private and semi-private 18-hole golf courses in the Jackson area, Lake Caroline Golf Club, Whisper Lake Country Club, and Patrick Farms Golf Club. He's been doing that since 94. He played the professional tours. He's been all over the state of Mississippi. He's instructed uh, so many great golfers, and we are delighted to have Randy in with us for the next hour to talk all things golf. Randy, welcome in. Thank you, Josh. I'm pleased to be here. I can't wait to talk about golf for a whole hour man i tell you what it is exciting to be able to do that and uh, there's really no better time you know we come off the masters in april we we make it through the stretch just finished with quail hollow when you're talking about the pga tour uh but there's a lot of great things happening uh including state championship golf at the high school level correct which just finished up some of them have just finished up and the, on the pga tour there's a there's a major every month now for the whole summer we had the Masters in April. We got the PGA in May. We got the U.S. Open in June, and we got the British Open. They call it the Open Championship. I still like to call it the British Open in July, and then they start the playoffs. So golf's lined up well from here on out, so we've, we're starting this at a perfect time. So Randy and I uh, were talking a couple weeks ago as we were uh, discussing uh, having this as a part of a show, and we're delighted to have you here, Randy. Well, we, we appreciate it. We really believe this is going to be a great addition to Upon Further Review. Uh, and Randy will join us every first Monday of the month. So the first Monday of every month uh, from 6 to 7. He will be with us, and and uh, so that will be an exciting time. It is interactive. So, again, I want to reiterate the caller line, 601-366-1180. Uh, the text line, 601-817-0106. 
uh, or you can tweet us upon underscore sports. Uh, and you can also get in touch with Randy on Twitter at R Watkins Golf. That's R Watkins Golf on Twitter. Uh, and uh, see about what he's got going on with the Randy Watkins Golf Group. And speaking of high school golf, yep. uh, you and I were talking about this, and and I want to hear your thoughts on this, Randy, because the state of Mississippi has become a, a pipeline for some really spectacular young golfers, and male and female. And it's junior golf. Is what we discussed the other day was it's never been better. We're producing. World-class golf at the professional level now. The D1 golf is really big for us now. We're producing players that are exceedingly successful at the college level, getting through the process, going through the tour school, getting to the tour, and doing well. We've got we've got a girl from Fulton, Mississippi, Allie Ewing, who's already won a tournament on the tour, and she's one of them now. I mean, she's in. She, played, she was on the Solheim Cup last year. She's on pace to make the Solheim Cup this year, which is the equivalent of the Ryder Cup for the men. And she's just – she was a Mississippi State star. She's just doing awesome. And then the list from here on for the, uh, for the guys from Davis Riley to Braden Thornberry to Chad Ramey to uh, uh, Hayden Buckley, who played at Missouri. She's from Tup- He's from Tupelo. All these people I have. Andy Ogletree's the U.S. Amateur Champion yeah. in 2019 from Meridian. Played was a star at Georgia Tech. So – it's never been better. We've never had more people really getting there and really doing well. And, and that's a you know a testament to people's commitment to golf. We've got better golf courses now than we've ever had. We've got better instruction than we've ever had. And people, really good athletes are going to golf. Wilson Fur plays at Alabama as a star at Alabama. They're just these are good athletes sticking with golf, playing, competing, growing, getting out of Mississippi some to find out. You know you gotta you gotta know. Yeah, You know, you can be dominant in Mississippi, and that's one thing. But until you get out of here and test the waters outside the boundaries of Mississippi, you really don't know where you are, and they're doing it, and they're committing to it, and, and, and the fruit, the, the proof's in the pudding. They're, they're doing awesome. Yeah, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, there's so many directions, and we'll, we will uh, cover all of it. I know that uh, some want to hear about uh, some of Randy's personal stories being on tour yeah. and uh, certainly about instructional things. When you mention junior golf, yep. we, we focus a lot in football at 7-on-7, seven seven, yep. in basketball it's AAU, in baseball and softball it's travel teams, yep. soccer, uh, you know, it's it's these these big club groups. In golf, what does that uh, offseason, if you will, uh, look like for a golfer who aspires uh, to, to play at the levels of those you've mentioned? Well, golf is still largely an individual sport. You you sort of got to, you know, you've got to love the game and you've got to be able to pursue it on your own. But uh, there now is such a thing called the PGA Junior League, which is basically like Little League Baseball for golf, which we do at our clubs, and there's several clubs in the area. It's really big nationwide, and it's a team deal. They got jerseys with their names on the back, and they got numbers, and they're you might be Team Orange or Team Blue, and we just had a, a a match out at Lake Carolina on Saturday, and, and this is for the younger ones. I think the age stops at 12 or 13. But so when you're young and you can start at age four or five and get in it and go all the way to 12 or 13, so you get to meet more people and, and you play as a team, you have a partner, and so it's a little easier to have some success. Golf's hard to be good at early. It's really hard to do it, and it's real frustrating. But when you have a team – it's really married the kids to the game. And then there's some other ones like U.S. Kids Golf 
and that's more instructional and competitive and this is more competitive less instruction but more competition there is instruction in it they do have practices they do practice together and so this is boys and girls and you should have seen the number of of girls that were playing on saturday too so it has changed when i was growing up there really wasn't a whole lot of that there that's been a change in golf we had a uh, dr pepper sponsored a junior tour here which actually hooked me forever on the game because at the time um ken brown and his wife had the had brown bottling and uh-huh. they had dr pepper as part of it and lee trevino was being sponsored by dr pepper so this was 1973 or 4 so i was 12 or 13 and we had a dr pepper junior tour that was really just around the jackson metro area and at the end of the summer, there was an all-star team picked. And I was just one of many of us that made the all-star team. Well, they brought Lee Trevino here to Old Brookwood Country Club in South Jackson to do a clinic. And it's the it was the day and the moment that I fell in love with the game forever was the first time I saw Lee Trevino. And actually, to be more accurate, the first time I heard him hit a ball and heard this it's a particular sound when somebody hits something different. And I, I remember telling my dad, I have got to hit a golf ball that sounds like that. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, they put me in a home if they knew how many minutes and hours and how many balls I hit trying to hunt for that sound. And then uh, as a stroke of just pure fate or fortune, when I uh, qualified for the tour in 84, that summer, I also qualified to play in the U.S. Open, which was at Wingfoot. Oh, wow. And which was cool. And, and yeah. I, I, obviously, I had I had played Wingfoot before, but not in the U.S. Open. Right. So it's it's not the same place. Yeah. It's, nothing looks or feels the same. And so, but a lot of my friends that I traveled with on tour had not qualified for the U.S. Open. They were on the tour, but you don't just get in the U.S. Open. You have to qualify. So I didn't have a partner for a practice round. Well, Trevino didn't either, and we just met going to the first tee. And I got to play a practice round. I got to tell him that story. Oh, man. And I played so bad, he said, well, that didn't look like I did a very good job because you didn't hit any of them like me. (laughs) Oh, man. That is fantastic. Uh, More to come with Randy Watkins here uh, on hour number one of Upon Further Review. I want to remind you about Jerry Brewer. He's a trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. Contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or at Southern Gulf States Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more with Randy Watkins here on Upon Further Review. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with Josh Dorman. If you'd like to participate in the show, give us a call at 601-366-1180. We're back in the Garner Dental Group studios. And uh, once again, we are delighted to be joined by Randy Watkins for this entire first hour, 6 to 7 p.m. And just want to remind you that uh, we will do this the first Monday of every month. And this is interactive, so we hope that you'll give us a call. 601-366-1180. Shoot us a text, 601-817-0106. Or a tweet at upon underscore sports. Uh, With any questions you have, it can be uh, just um, 
throwback questions. It can be swing questions. Anything, anything, anything you want to ask, uh, Randy, as far as the, the game of golf is concerned. And we have our first question, Randy, uh, from Champ. And uh, Champ wants to know who's the greatest of all time. Who's the goat in golf? Is it Jack? Is it Tiger? Or is it somebody else? Well, I say it. I say it. There's there's two two answers to that question. I think Jack Nicklaus is the greatest golfer of all time, but I think Tiger Woods has played the best golf that's ever been played. That's the way I define I'm, I'm a huge fan of both of them. I grew up, of course, as a Nicklaus guy because he was my era, so it, I can't really turn him loose. But Ty, my son grew up in the Tiger Woods era. I think I've never seen anybody play golf like Tiger Woods, never. Yeah. But I don't think there's ever been a greater winner in golf than Jack Nicklaus. So I, I would uh, I would I would uh, agree with that. I would tell you that I also would would go another step further and say probably the greatest impact on the game of golf was Tiger Woods. No question. And He's so that second brings to a question. Palmer. Arnold, oh well, there you Arnold go. Palmer first. Yes. Put it on the map. Yes. Made it popular. Made it something. It made it a thing that was on television. Right. And. He would be on Johnny Carson. Before that, there was nobody. Uh, that's the, a good point. You know, the stuff like that. Yeah. He gave it that era's push that Tiger Woods gave it. He made it cool. Like Palmer in his day made golf cool. He had his own plane. He was good yeah. looking. He was charismatic. He was a slash and dash golfer. He went for everything. It was do or die. Everybody loved him, and he did it with a smile. Yeah. And and a great sportsman. Just great. So when you were on tour in the mid-'80s, yep. what was the average – winning share of a golf purse this is a good this is pretty good the the largest purse like the total money was five hundred thousand. okay okay so still today 18 percent goes to the winner right so 90 grand was first place so be comparable to what the corn ferry tour has most weeks they and they're going to move them next year up to a million yeah so they're playing for twice the money on a Development tour. Development yeah. tour than we were on the big tour. Now, that's been, you know, a long time ago. Now. Yeah. Gaining on 35 40. years. Yeah. yeah. Gaining on 40. So, that's Tiger as much as it is anything. That push that he made pushed the money so far out into the la-la land. We can't even relate to it. Right. Like, I, I like to look and see what last place money is. Right. Yes. lots of times I was fighting for last place money. And so I had a check for as small as $720. Yeah. Made the cut, played Saturday and Sunday, didn't play well on the weekend. You split last place with 10 guys. Right. You get $720. Well, this past week it was like 15 grand. Yes. So in the, in the Masters you get 10 grand if you make the cut or not. Yeah. You know, so the, the money is just extraordinarily different. But it's also a mainstream game now on the heels of Tiger Woods. Right. Greatness. So, so along those lines, you you now have Rory McIlroy just wins. Yes, this past weekend at Quail Hollow, on a one point four million dollars. Yep. Um, where do you put the state of golf as a whole? Uh, you've got Tiger really struggling with his health. Could potentially, I'll never bet against Tiger. No, 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 no but that's a could potentially be career ending. Sure. Um, but, but. You know, you have Phil shoot 64 in yeah. round one this yeah. week and then go 75, 76, 76. Yep. You're ushering in kind of a new wave. Yes. What, what's the state of golf at the at the professional level, in your opinion? I don't think I don't think that's been ever been better. I don't think there's ever been a time when more people 
can win and do win than there is today. Nicholas even said he'd get to a tournament, he'd look at the field and go, well, there's five guys i got to beat. You can't do that now. Yeah, that's true. You, he, Tiger can't say five. Mm. He's got a list way more than that because they're really – but they've also been developed differently. They're trained for it. They're ready for it. Uh, college golf's pretty hardcore now. Mm-hmm. It's a lot different than when I was in school. Like, they work out. Yeah. We we, we didn't. <laughs> we, we didn't work. No working out? We didn't, no. No. If we worked, we passed out. <laughs> that, that was our work. That was our workout. <laughs> right, right. We worked that. We worked those things. You yeah, know? yeah. So it's so much different. And so now you have a training ground, which is really so smart on the PGA Tour to start a developmental tour. Mm. And it started as the Ben Hogan Tour. And I think one of the first ones was at Windance in Gulfport. It was the, one of the very first ones in about 90 or 91 where it was a tour run by the tour, set up right. like a tour. So, because the difference between going from, like in my case, I mm-hmm. went straight from Ole Miss. Uh, in, I left Ole Miss in the spring of '83. I qualified for the tour that December of '83 for the '84 year. Well, I'd never played a PGA Tour event. I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. It was real. I mean, it was very awkward. Well, these guys now walk out there. They're used to it. Now it's 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 bigger. And there's more people and there's bigger stars because it was a shock to my system to walk in a locker room and my name be on a locker next to Tom Watson, Lanny Watkins, and Fuzzy Zeller. And here they come. They're going to change their shoes and sit down. That was weird. You know, like it was awkward. I was 21 or two years old. It just wasn't, it wasn't a normal feeling. But now they're so well developed. Yeah. You can play in Canada on on a PGA Tour run. You can play in Asia that the PGA Tour runs. So when you get there, and they did that on purpose, they were trying to elevate the play from the bottom up because mm. the top's going to be the top. Right. The, the cream's going to rise, but they but they elevate it from the bottom up. Yeah. A lot like baseball, though. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, you know, that leads to now you talk about junior golf, and we talked about some of the um, – uh, some of the players that have come through. Talk a little bit. Your son runs junior golf for the Randy Watkins Golf Group. Uh, talk to us a little bit. we got a couple minutes uh, here before our next break. Talk to us about junior golf at your clubs there as part of Randy Watkins Golf Group, Lake Caroline, Whisper Lake, and Patrick Farms, and what you guys do. You mentioned the PGA, uh, the junior PGA league, um, yeah. league and, and tell some other things that your son does there with, uh, with golf for juniors. Here's what I tell folks, Josh, and I think we talked about this and most clubs in the area and in the state of Mississippi do it as well. We have a, a, a dedicated junior golf instructor who my son Thomas does. And he takes boys and girls. He's had them as young as three. Mm. I think that's a little young, but but if if they have a desire to do mm-hmm. it. And they get a regimented, they get a weekly class or school. And in the summertime, we do camps that run multiple days. Right. So they get a steady diet of it, and and we split boys with boys, girls with girls until they reach a certain age. Right, and then it becomes ability they match, but you get a steady diet of it in a group setting. So you, if you have a seven year old mm-hmm. or an eight year old, you sign he or her up, they'll they'll be with seven or eight year olds. Right, generally they know some of them anyway because you could bring a friend or you know them anyway, and now they have a group to be with. So it's it's not as intimidating as a one-on-one lesson. Sometimes for a child, a one-on-one lesson with a golf pro is a little bit like going to the dentist. They're a little scared of it. <laughs> yes. 
because they don't know what to expect. Dad's right. trying to teach them, but Dad gets frustrated. He doesn't know what to tell them. Yeah. Or or they just decide, and we see in a lot of this, a lot of parents are choosing golf because of the health factor in other sports. Yeah. The injury rate in other sports, mm-hmm. if you're not a particularly really skilled or built athlete in football, you know, you, you, you don't really need to be playing that game. Yes. Today. Yes. That's different. If you were a good athlete, you play, but now you got to be a good athlete and a specimen to do it because it's hardcore. They hit, yeah, yeah. you know, they're faster, bigger, stronger. Right. So a lot of parents are choosing it, which I tell them they'll never be sorry if they get their child in golf and they participate with their children. Yeah. I am the beneficiary of having Ray been raised by a father and a grandfather that each played. Mm. I'm the middle of three boys. My brothers did not choose to play golf. My father actually chose me of the three to take i was the most athletically gifted my older brother was a daredevil it was too hyper for golf he became a fighter pilot perfect there you go my little brother was really really too smart for golf i was the dumb ass <laughs> coordinated one my little brother now is a private pilot he was a helicopter pilot in the army he served in the, in, oh, wow. in the military he's just too smart for it so i was a beneficiary of I had time with my father and my grandfather that yeah. my brothers did not get. Mm. Like, I know things about my dad's makeup that they can't know. Yeah. Because in four or five hours on a golf course, you really get to know somebody. Right. But a parent-child on a golf course, you get peace and quiet. You get fun. And yeah. If they make it fun. And golf allows for that, different than other sports, because there's a handicap system and there's T-markers for your age and or your ability. Right. So one of my father's things that he preached to me, mm. my dad was never better than a 12 handicap, which I thought was a good golfer for a guy didn't start to well after college sure. or well after having children. But he said when I got to be a good golfer, he said, okay, we're going to play, me and you, and I'm going to play from up here. You're going to play from way back there. I'm going to move the ball as I see fit. <laughs> and you're going to play it down because that's how you play. I'm not going to put out. I'm taking gimmies. You can't have gimmies. And I get a shot on the 12 hardest hole. We got us a match. There you go. And we'd fight. <laughs> it was awesome. So he said, I can't do that in any other sport with another athlete that's way better than me. Sure. He loved that. That's awesome. And, and it, is fun. it made it fun for me and my dad. Yeah, that's terrific. Hey, we've got more to come with Randy Watkins here on Upon Further Review. I uh, want to remind you, you can check out all that Randy Watkins has going on by visiting Randy Watkins Golf. Don't go anywhere. We'll be more. We'll be back with more with Randy Watkins right after this. in Madison. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Dorman on WJQS The Fan. Welcome back in Upon Further Review. It is Monday night and we welcome you back in. Appreciate you joining us. We are joined by Randy Watkins and uh, with Randy Watkins Golf, we will do this uh, the first Monday of every month. And uh, call it tee to green. That's something familiar with Randy. Is He's done that in the past, and so we're certainly grateful for him to join us. We've got a couple texts, and before we get to that, I want to remind you, give us a call, 
888-344-1180. If you'd like to talk all things golf uh, with us here on the show, or you can send us a text at 601-817-0106 or reach out to us on Twitter at upon underscore sports. So, Randy, first question, we talked a little bit about this in the break, is how important is the selection of a golf ball, whether it's to a professional or to an amateur? Well, that's another that's another evolution in the game is the, the equipment now has gotten so good and so um, specific that you can be you can be fitted a matched a ball to your clubs, particularly a driver, which is what people want to be matched up to, because everybody worries about the distance or the curvature or whatever. So nowadays, you can go to a fitting system. You can go to Clubs have fitting systems and have demo days. Evan Watts, folks like that. You can go in there and say, "I want to be fitted for a club and a ball. I want to know which ball mm. performs better with this driver, yeah, or with this three wood or whatever." And it's absolutely quantifiable. You can see it right there wow. with the spin rate, with the distance, with the trajectory, all that stuff. You can see it. that's a big, big change. That is a huge change in, yeah. in the game. And in some ways, it's made it better. In some ways, it's made it. You know, whatever. Yeah. So the, the the focus on the ball now, obviously, is on the length. Uh, in yeah. the break, you were mentioning when you were playing the professional tour, you you were averaging somewhere in the neighborhood of 272 yards yes. off the tee, where yeah. and you were in the top 50 on the tour in distance. Correct. Whereas now, uh, obviously, because of equipment, but but maybe even more importantly, because of the ball. And you mentioned that that when you played, and we talked about the the balada, the, the titleist balada ball. Yeah. Uh, you talked about how there were multiple times during a round, potentially after a really crisp shot or yeah. a cart path, that the ball would be damaged. You have to take it out of play. Yeah, absolutely. Did that constantly. It was, it was such a soft cover that a perfectly struck shot sometimes would scuff it. Mm. You didn't get to the green, you got a scuff mark. You just show it to your player. Just I'm taking it out. They go fine. Or you catch one just a little thin, and you get a little dent in it. Yeah, or you peel the paint because you hit a wedge just right, and it peels the paint off the corner of a, uh, the edge of a of a dimple, uh-huh. or it ricochets off a cart path. And it was a professional courtesy. You have to tell them, a, a fellow competitor, I'm taking this ball out. Yeah, same number or whatever. I'm gonna change from a four to a three or whatever. Right, but I'm gonna take it out, and they just go, go ahead. Yeah, because they're gonna do it too. Because yes, it's, they're gonna scuff one too. Well, now the ball is much harder. It doesn't curve like it once did. As a matter of fact, I got a great example of this the other day. Uh, I say it the other day. Old Waverly, Mississippi State hosted a big college event at Old Waverly mm-hmm. six or eight weeks ago. So I went up to see all the Mississippi guys play, and I wandered around and watched how hard these young kids swing at their driver. Mm. And they hit it hard. Yeah. And the ball doesn't curve. I mean, they might push it offline or pull it offline, but they don't – I mean, the ball – they're trying to take spin off. They're making mm-hmm. it jump. Mm-hmm. But yet they're making the balls good enough that they can still spin it with, with, with the irons. So you see them on tour, but but you do not now see the ball spin backwards as far as you once did, and that's because of the ball. We used to – there were um, a good friend of mine named Mark Brooks. Mm-hmm. He won seven times on tour, including yeah. a, a major. He won the PGA in 96 was an unbelievable wedge player. I'm talking about really something to see. Yeah. I remember he won uh, Hartford, the Greater Hartford Open. Right. He took a sand wedge from the fairway from 90 yards. He spun, he landed the ball on purpose, 30 feet right of the hole and 10 feet past the hole. 
and he spun that bottle back into the hole for eagle. Now he didn't. Wow. He didn't intend to make it. That just sure. happened to be part of it. But we used to have to throw the ball way past the hole to spin back to it. Mm. You don't do that anymore. You can make it spin a little, but you cannot. It's rare to see them jerk the ball backwards. That's the ball. Right. Wow, that's incredible. And that's a big, big change in how people play now because they don't curve it as much. It's a great question. Uh, that was that question came through our text line. Had another question uh, on our text line for you, and it has to do with the difference in interlock and overlapping grips. Um, what you teach, what you prefer, and maybe what the difference in the two is in in the in the golf swing generically. I, uh, that's a it's a great question. It comes up a lot. Both of them are good. Uh, I prefer the interlock, but I was taught the interlock. Mm. But it was what Jack Nicklaus did. Yeah. And so, you know, if Jack Nicklaus said stand on your ear and hit it, I just stood on my ear and hit it. <laughs> you know, but I see his hands. But but he started with an interlock grip. I've only played with it. I tried in college to fool with it, but I didn't like my hands being separated. But that's generally if you have long fingers, you want them locked. If you have short fingers, you do a, uh, an, an overlap. Okay. An interlock. Neither one necessarily better than the other, although I will say I see a lot more interlock today than I once did. Yeah. It's being taught more. Yeah. So I don't I don't know exactly the reason. I teach it, but if you came to me and you have an overlap, I'm not going to change it unless you have a bad grip. Right. Like I might change your grip, but I might just fix what you did and not go from overlap to yeah. interlock. I may not. It just yeah. depends. All right, we got it. We got it. The text line is hot, so awesome. we'll keep it going. D.C., Asks, what your thoughts are on Bryson DeChambeau's approach to try to hit it farther than everyone else to the extremes of changing how his body and swinging out of his shoes? <laughs> Will his body be able to handle that torque long term? And was there anyone back in in uh, the days that you were playing on the tour that tried to just hit it further than everyone? That's a, that's a great question. It's a hot topic nowadays. Bryson, um, obviously a weird guy. <laughs> but... People forget this part. Bryson was a very accomplished player before he started. Yes, he was. NCAA champion, U.S. amateur champion, PGA Tour winner. He'd already won three or four times on tour. So he knew how to play golf. So he understood how to play the game. He just found what he thought would be an advantage, and he did it through statistics. Yeah. He found out that the closer you are to the green after your drive, you are advantaged over the other guys. So he found a way, so he figured, and not dumbly, if I swing faster, I'll hit it further. Mm. And if I'm stronger physically, then I can swing faster. So that gives me, so now I can hit it 30 or 40 yards past people as opposed to 10. Yeah. Well, now I've got a wedge into every hole, and they're hitting an eight iron. He is going to beat them a lot yeah. by doing that. A wedge in your hand over a seven or eight iron. That guy at the professional level, particularly a guy that was very accomplished both as an amateur and a professional right. when he started. So he didn't just come out of nowhere. He just found a way to do it. I don't prefer it, but in my day, I remember to this day, Greg Norman came on the scene on the tour in the 82 or 3. Mm -hmm. Well, 1984, he just finally won his first one. But I remember the day I saw that guy walk in the clubhouse. And that guy was some physical specimen. Yeah. Like he was real broad shoulders, real narrow waist, big thighs, small calves, ripped arms. Mm. And he swung hard. Yeah. And he hit it further than most everybody. So I did, there was, he was the first one. Gary Player was the first fitness 
right person that really went after real hardcore fitness, but he did it just for longevity and flexibility. Yeah, because he never he wasn't a long hitter. Greg Norman was longer. He was right. actually at in his era easily the best driver of the golf ball, longest and straightest. But he yeah. was also the most physically strong attacking golfer. So mm. every generation's had a guy. Yeah. And Tiger was before, because when Tiger came out, he was just a little skinny fella. That's right. Well, I loved his golf swing better then. Yeah. But he wanted to last longer and hit it further. Yeah. I think he went the other way. I think he's hitting it shorter. I think he got shorter when he got longer, bigger. Uh, there's no doubt. And, you know, I heard a, he was talking about his, or I was reading something about when he was young, what his workout regimen was. He'd run four miles in the morning. Yep. He'd go hit balls. Yep. He'd run four four miles at night. Yep. Uh, he uh, he put in the time. Uh, we're, you are listening to a pond further review here on 106.3 FM or uh, WJQSTheFan.com. We are joined by Randy Watkins of Randy Watkins Golf, and we'll be back more with Randy Watkins right after this. Chick-fil-A's new lemon kale Caesar salad is every tender, warm, juicy piece of grilled chicken. It's a Caesar salad, but it's different. You have the Parmesan breadcrumbs and the mixture of lemon with that romaine and kale. It's almost something I can't explain, but it'll make you want to sing. Lemon kale Caesar. <laughs> Order the new lemon kale Caesar salad on the Chick-fil-A app today. Available for a limited time. Real guests paid for the testimonial. Today on Hey Culligan, buy to save. Here's a text from Devin in Denver. Hey Culligan, I'd love a water softener, but I don't want to pay for it. Devin, I can't help you there, but a Culligan high-efficiency softener can help you save oodles on energy and detergent, so the savings can be even greater than the cost. And I'm getting a mind-blown emoji followed by, yes please. Devin, the savings are already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with the local Culligan water expert at Culligan. Welcome back to a pond further review on WJQS The Fan. Listen to us on the web at WJQSTheFan.com. Welcome back in. The final segment of this version of T to Green here on a pond further review with Randy Watkins. Uh, glad for you to join us. We are in the Garner Dental Group studios. Uh, Garner, Garner Dental Group is a collection of 18 dental and orthodontic offices conveniently located across Mississippi. Complimentary whitening for new hygiene patients is available. Check out their interactive map, LakeGarnerDentalGroup.com, or call 601-271-8710 to find one of their five metro locations or others across the state and region. Most insurance, Medicare, and care credit are accepted, so get in and get your your mouth healthy at Garner Dental. That that tongue, Bill, that tongue ties me so badly every time. And every I re- time he cannot I mean, say I've Garner Garner Dental Group. I'm it's, glad it's you having to say it. Darner 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 Dental. Yeah, you, know, you get it. You get it wrong. Um, Garner. So look, we're going to spend this last segment with Randy, and just a reminder: Randy will join us the first Monday of every month from six to seven p.m. for this version of T to Green, and uh, so we will see him again the first week of. 
June. And uh, so we'll get into more questions. We are going to look at doing some interactive stuff with Facebook Live, with Twitter Live, YouTube, uh, as far as some instructional stuff yep. that we can put on some social media. Uh, so be looking at that in the coming in the coming months as we get this thing uh, really rolling. Uh, maybe take your questions and uh, maybe put Randy out on a driving range at one of his locations. Uh, just a reminder, you can see about all of it he's got going on at randywatkinsgolf.com. He's got three courses, Lake Caroline, Whisper Lake, Patrick Farms, uh, all tremendous tracks uh, to go out and play. And, and, and Randy, one of the things that, that we've talked about is, is how golf really exploded during the last year and in the pandemic that we've been going through. Yeah, it's, it's it, no doubt across the country, rounds of golf increased by 10 or 15%. And some of that was people playing more often than they, they'd ever played. But most of it was people coming either back to the game that once played and got away from it or new people that came to the game looking for our recreation that was safe and comfortable outside and that they could do with friends and family. We saw the biggest uptick in families, mm. uh, fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, husbands and wives, playing together, spending time outdoors. They felt comfortable and felt safe. Now they find out, you know what, this is a pretty fun family activity. We could do this on vacation. We can do this wherever. We can... This is fun, it's beautiful, it's peaceful. So in many ways, golf really came out of it way better than a lot of things because it was something where you could, it's it's by its nature social distance and you can't stand very That's close right. to anybody, you get hit with a club or a ball. So it allows itself to be comfortable yeah. playing. Now you're riding on a cart, but if you're riding with your with your wife or your husband or your one of your children, you don't care. That's right. You live in the same household, riding the same cars. So we... we it was tough at first, the first two or three months. You know, there was a whole lot a lot more questions than there were answers, right. and we did a lot of things with 15-minute interval tee times instead of eight and single-rider carts, and we didn't sell, a, we like to say, we didn't sell a beer or a burger or a ball for three months because yeah. we didn't even open up our pro shop. Sure, really. sure. We just checked them through a window. Yeah. We're all masked up and got the, the plexiglass everywhere. We were doing all, everything Governor Reeves mandated, we did to yeah. the letter. Yeah. And we still do what he says we do. Right. And the golf community statewide did a good job of that. And we're the beneficiary of it. And thankfully, uh, a lot of new people came to the game and found out this is fun. This is a game of a lifetime. Every golf course is different. You know, no offense to tennis, but a tennis court in Ridgeland or Madison looks the same as it does in Pebble Beach. That's true. Yeah. You know, it's still, but a, a golf course that they're all uniquely different. They all got different topographies, different yeah. views, different vistas, whatever, different challenges. These are things that people are now going pretty neat. And now, if my child plays and if they play somewhat competitive, one of the best learning things about golf for a child is to learn independent thinking. Mm hmm. And in today's world, more than ever, yes. that a child can think for themselves because they get bombarded from other people. Right. But in golf, it is absolutely mandatory because if you watch them on TV at the end of the day, they have to make a decision on what club to hit, where they're yeah. going to hit this putt, where they're going to aim. Now, there's conversation with a caddy, but at that second, I, it doesn't matter what that caddy says. The yeah. player has to think make that decision. for themselves. So they're very good at it. It's a great instructional thing for children to learn. Wow. That's that's a – look, and, and I want to encourage you, get out and play golf. Yep. You know, there oh. are some beautiful courses. Uh, obviously, you can visit randywatkinsgolf.com 
to learn more about history courses. Uh, we have uh, the advantage. I have family in Shreveport. I was mentioning yep. to you, they got courses closing left and right over there. Yep. You can go up the road, and you've got Waverly. You've got yes. Dancing Rabbit over in the east part of the state. The coast has beautiful courses. Oh my God, I coast. was a member at Hattiesburg Country Club prior to coming here. That is an right. incredible course. There's just a significant number of beautiful layouts that you can get away from things uh, and and really experience the game of Our golf. Our state park golf course. That's exactly we got, right. We got three. I mean, really beautiful. You very got Dogwood up in Grenada. You got uh, Quail Hall in Macomb, and right. you got uh, Evan Mallard Point up at Sardis. Yeah. They're they're stunningly they're in state parks. Yeah, yeah. Our state parks are some of the prettiest places you can ever go. It's incredible. In. It's Very incredible. affordable and beautiful. Look, we want to spend the last couple minutes here uh, talking to something. Randy, you've had a very accomplished career, very successful career when it comes to the game of golf. Uh, but on July thirty first, is that correct? That's correct. You will be recognized in the class of two thousand and twenty one into the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, what does that honor and that recognition mean to you? Almost impossible to verbalize what that means. I, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big Mississippi guy. I love the history of Mississippi. I love the athletics and the sports. I'm so honored to be a part of it, and I'm really honored that that golf has become a sport that's recognized. It mm. was such a minor sport and a small sport, but there have been many people in Mississippi accomplished in golf that are now in, and rightfully so, and there will be more to come. And I'm just so thankful to the, to the board and the, and the folks that run the sports hall of fame. They recognize golf as a sport where people have achieved. I happened to fall in love with the game when I was 10. Yeah. I still love it exactly the same. It was the first love of my life. Um, I, the, it's, it's, it's given me way more than I've given back. My parents supported me and allowed me. I mean, back then – at 15 years old, as soon as I got a driver's license, there would be a tournament in uh, Dothan, Alabama. My dad said, here's a credit card and a road map. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, wait. There yeah. was no iPhone with no, a GPS? No, 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 no. And, by, oh, by the way, when you check in the hotel, call collect. <laughs> yeah. And when I, hear your, when I hear your voice, I'm hanging up. Yeah. So I go, I made a damn click. Yes. When, um, you know, it was, and they weren't there. They So I, I learned how to travel. I learned how to do on my own. Yeah. I learned. You know, and and then the college golf, Ole Miss was so good to me, and Ole Miss made me a lot of promises in my life. They, but but they at every turn, Mississippi has supported me, and yeah. I, I mean, I I couldn't be more honored. And I'm grateful. I think it's going to be neat. They couldn't have a 2020 induction because of COVID, right? So they're going to combine the 20 and 21 classes together for one big weekend. Oh, that's terrific. Which I think that's pretty cool. I'm I'm really I'm, I'm beyond honored. It's hard to hard to put into words. Oh, that's I'm, terrific. A lot of my heroes in that building. I can tell you that. Well, it's going to be a terrific class, and uh, uh, congratulations to you on Thank that you. recognition. It's uh, not just a recognition of 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 your golf playing career, but your recognition uh, of what you've done for the state of Mississippi when it comes to the game of golf what you continue to do, uh, how you continue to develop. You, you mentioned uh, uh, young people that you have had under your tutelage. Yep. You continue to instruct. You continue to expire uh, through the game of golf. And, and certainly uh, we are excited to have you Thank for an hour each no, month. This is great. Uh, I think it's a to great... talk golf, uh, to, to answer the fans' questions, listeners' questions, and, uh, and, and hopefully expose you know, more and more people to, to what is such a, a fun and incredible game. Oh, you bet. Thank you for this opportunity. I appreciate you doing it. I think a lot of what you're doing, and, and you and I hit it off quick, and you got a lot of passion for sports and for Mississippi, and 
look, folks, get involved in the game. There's a limitless amount of information. I don't know everything. We'll find it out. But yes. But I've got, you know, now it's 50 years yeah. in the games. There are many, many avenues of the game I haven't touched. So That's right. I want to spread the word. I want your kids and you and folks to play to the rest of your life. I, yeah. just, I, think, it's, I think it's the best. That's awesome. Well, look, we will, uh, we will have Randy back with us the first Monday of every month uh, starting in June. And the date that he will be with us in June uh, that first Monday of that month is June the 7th, it's right 6 the to US 7 Open. p.m. I will have been coming back from San Antonio in the Schlitterbahn, the big water slides. <laughs> awesome. Listen, this hour was powered by Jerry Brewer, a trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. Contact Jerry at 601-952-3525. That's going to do it for the first hour here on Upon Further Review, we'll be back with more second hour coming up right after this. Welcome back in Garner Dental Group Studios. Bill, I think I could talk golf with Randy Watkins all night. That's all you guys did during that break right there. He, he's telling stories about uh, his class, Corey Pavin, the, the Q School class. So when he finished uh, college, they didn't have the mini tours like the Corn Ferry uh, or any of those. And so you went straight to the PGA Tour. You had to go to Q School and uh, Mark Kalkavecchia, Corey Pavin, um, he listed out Paul Azinger, I believe. Yeah, guys that were all in in, in his class from Q School that uh, just all had uh, terrific careers. So once again, we want to thank uh, Randy Watkins for joining us there for the first hour, six to seven p.m. We will do that the first Monday of every month. Tita Green with Randy Watkins here on Upon Further Review. Uh, want to remind you also that you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. That's Apple Podcast, Spotify. Uh, you can you can look at our uh, our uh, Twitter feed Twitter feed Twitter feed Twitter feed uh, upon underscore sports and uh, you can re-listen to the show via podcast. We encourage you to do that. We've we've had some some nice success as far as uh, folks uh, enjoying the show enough to download it, and uh, we thank everyone that does that uh, for doing so. Uh, so that's uh, each of those hours. And listen, I want to encourage you if you missed an opportunity tonight to call in or to uh, text us a question, uh, please um, make sure that you are, are ready on the 7th of June when Randy is back in the studio with us for more uh, golf talk. So, uh, great segment, and uh, now here in the second hour, uh, we've got a couple segments here to cover some topics of the, of the past week, and then we'll welcome in the judge with the coach's challenge and the good call, bad call from the judge, which should be... Uh, a lot of fun as well. Uh, want to, as always, give us a call, 601-366-1180. Shoot us a text, 601-817-0106. Or look us up on Twitter, upon underscore sports. 
as we move along. A uh, couple of things here that is uh, that that have are interesting topics, and uh, before I get into those, I want to first uh, do something um, uh, just uh, for Mother's Day. Uh, you know, yesterday was Mother's Day, and 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 listen, I have a, a an amazing mother, uh, have an amazing stepmother. Um, my mother is is the absolute best. Uh, Jin Jin uh, is is a, is an incredible piece to our family as well. Uh, and then I have an amazing wife who is an amazing mother uh, to our children. And I wanted to read uh, something. Uh, and and look, I you know I get it. I I. I, uh, I don't want to be political, but I, I won't ever hide my faith either. And, and so I want to read this from, uh, from the Proverbs, um, Proverbs 31, uh, and I believe it's verse 8. Um, and this, uh, excuse me, verse 28 says, Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. So, you know, all you moms out there, uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate all you do on behalf of our families. Uh, specifically to my mom, uh, to Jin Jin, and to my amazing wife, Alexis. Uh, a happy Mother's Day weekend, uh, and uh, just a, a day later, uh, to all you moms out there, we appreciate each of you, uh, and uh, we thank you for tuning in here. So uh, as we move forward, the uh, s- baseball playoffs are in full force, and uh, a local team got a little bit of a scare this past week that um, – that was uh, was very uh, very uh, interesting, and so it, it sets up a a um, metro area finals in the 5A MAIS um, baseball playoffs, and that will include Jackson Prep and MRA. Jackson Prep makes it after having beat Park Lane in round one, and Jackson Academy they swept them two games to zero in the semifinals, and on MRA side. Uh, they had to buy as the number two seed. No, excuse me, Jay beat Park Lane in round one. Jackson Prep had a buy as well. So uh, PCS took care of Kapai Academy. And then it set up MRA PCS. And, and PCS came to town and, and, and uh, uh, beat MRA 10-6 to in game one. Uh, MRA went down to Hattiesburg and returned the favor. I believe that score was 14-2 uh, was to in game two. Uh, and then PCS came back to town, and MRA was able to squeak out a 3-2 to two victory uh, in that three-game series, taking two out of three over PCS. And so that will set up Jackson Prep and MRA in the 5A baseball playoffs. And we've talked about both of those teams and, and how they're just absolutely loaded with talent. Um, just, they're just, I believe all three pitchers that started in the series last week for MRA are Division One signees, and I believe they have the triangle of the major Mississippi universities covered with Mazo going to uh, to um, uh, Southern Miss. I believe Jones is going to Ole Miss, and forgive me, the third pitcher's name is escaping me, but I believe he's going to Mississippi State. So uh, they've got the trifecta there, and uh, they'll take on a, a very talented Jackson Prep team. Jackson Prep seems to, to struggle a little bit more with the bats, uh, but certainly can throw it around. I believe they beat um, JA four to one and three to zero in their two games uh, of that series. In 4A, another local team, Hartfield Academy, Chuck Box and his Hawks uh, will take on Magnolia Heights out of the North, uh, who have a terrific ball club as well. 
so that'll be Hartfield Magnolia will be taking place this week in 4A baseball. All indications, I have not seen them play, but everybody that I've spoken with says Hartfield Academy is loaded as well uh, on the diamond. Aren't they 35-0 uh, uh, and 0 there? Like that? Uh, I believe they have two losses. I think they have a, their win streak. Though. I have a win streak of like 35 games or something like that. Um, I'm not sure. I don't. I hadn't checked their record. I remember seeing uh, somebody sent us the other day, uh, I think it was on Matt Wyatt's show, they sent a picture of the guy who was pitching. They said something about they were going for 34-0. and 0. And I was thinking, okay, wait a second. A win streak, it said. Win streak of 34-0. and 0. And I thought, okay. I thought they'd lost a couple. <laughs> yeah, Hartfield anyway. has lost a couple. I'm not sure what that could have, could have been alluding to. I, don't, I, don't I know, know the pitcher – Mazzo from Southern Miss, uh, that's going to Southern Miss, he's from MRA. He had not lost yeah. a high school baseball game uh, that he that he was a starting pitcher. He had not taken a loss in his, I believe, high school career. Um, so I'm not sure if maybe it was. Well, we do know that Hartfield is really good. Hartfield is very it's good. Very good yeah. In 3A, you've got Marshall Academy and Riverfield Academy. And in 2A, you've got Tunica uh, against Glenbrook School. And 1A, Calhoun Academy, and I don't know who they're playing. The brackets does not have, uh, do not have that up. Prairie View or Tallulah Academy will be their opponents. Over on the MHSAA side, uh, you've got the 6A bracket. Uh, and, again, just absolutely loaded. you got Madison Central and Starkville that will play this week. Um, Madison Central defeated South Panola uh, two games to zero there. Uh, Starkville beat Lewisburg, and Lewisburg's a solid program, uh, two games to zero. Tupelo dispatched Oxford two games to zero, and they will take on DeSoto Central, who dispatched Germantown here from the Madison area two games to zero. So that's your final four in the north. And in the south, the only one that we have right now confirmed that I can see on these brackets is Northwest Rankin. Uh, and, uh, the winner of D'Iberville and Harrison Central we will try to get you updated on who that is. We'll play Northwest Rankin. And then you have the winner of Oak Grove, Brandon, and Gulfport Pearl uh, that will match up against one each other in the south uh, there in 6A. So, uh, again, just loaded. I mean, you're, you're seeing really the north part of the state when you get up there, uh, Tupelo, Oxford, uh, just having a great run of it, Starkville. And then, obviously, Madison Central continues uh, on their run uh, as well in the uh, 5A, I mean, excuse me, in the 6A. In 5A MHSA, uh, their bracket for the uh, the playoffs here, I believe we're entering into the third round. You've got uh, local school Ridgeland will play Lafayette uh, out of Oxford. That first game will be on the 13th. Uh, you've got Saltillo that will play Center Hill. Uh, those are your north uh, bracket there. And then in the south, you have East Central will play West Jones. West Jones out of the Pine Belt and East Central down out of Moss Point. And you've got Pascagoula and Pearl River uh, that will play one another in the south in 5A. Uh, as we go along to the 4A, 4A bracket, you have in the north, Corinth will play West Lauderdale, and Ripley will play Mooreville. And in the south, you've got Purvis will play Stone, Sumrall and North Pike. So you've got two Pine Belt schools in Purvis and Sumrall that are traditionally uh, very, very talented programs. We'll keep running through. Uh, we'll get to 3A, 2A, and 1A uh, for the MHSAA. We'll talk a little bit more high school baseball as well as some other regional and national news. 
Uh, when we come back, you're listening to Upon Further Review. We're in hour two, and we are powered by Jerry Brewer, a trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. Contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or at southerngulfstates.com. We'll be right back. Josh Norman on WJQS, The Fan. Welcome back in upon further review, Hour 2. And uh, we are in the Garner Dental Group Studios, and we're continuing to talk about a little high school baseball. And in 3A, you've got Nettleton and Amory uh, out of the north, and Boonville and Cosseth. Uh, and then you have Clarkdale and West Marion in the south and Southeast Lauderdale and McGee. And if you'll remember, McGee High School actually won the 3A football championship. Uh, so they have had a terrific all-around athletic year down there in the big city of McGee. Now, if you go to the 2A bracket, uh, in 2A North, you've got East Union. Local school here, St. Joseph Catholic uh, out of Madison. Uh, they are still standing in the final four of the North. And then you have Bruce and Pisgah out of Sand Hill, Rankin County. A couple more local teams. I'm telling you, baseball in this state in central Mississippi is absolutely loaded. Taylorsville will take on Mize out of the South and Lloyd Star. And guess what? Puckett, uh, another local school here just south of the Jackson Metro. And uh, so those will be your team's that uh, round out the South in the Final Four of 2A. And in 1A, the Final Four out of the North include, bracket is loading, and uh, so you've got Pine Grove out of Ripley. Uh, we'll take on Hamilton, and Biggersville will take, take on Tupelo Christian uh, in the North. And then in the South, Ethel will take on Resurre Resurrection Catholic, and Stringer will take on Richton. So that rounds out your final four in the north and south for all of your classifications for high school baseball. Uh, as um, baseball in the state is is it continues to be loaded, I believe Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Southern Miss are all ranked uh, number uh, ranked in the top 25 at this point. Uh, so big time baseball being played there. Big time baseball being played on the campus. Jackson State University finishes the SWAC 24-0. We talked with Rob Jay last week, and we talked some baseball and uh, just the job that those guys are doing over there. So congratulations to Jackson State. I've heard some rumors about different regions, regionals they could end up in. There's certainly uh, some, some really uh, intriguing storylines there. Uh, so we'll look and see where they ultimately end up. But they went 24-0 in the SWAC bill. And uh, that's flat out getting it done. Oh yeah, they they definitely got it done this year. Uh, it was something. <laughs> when you you know you, you you look at a huge event took place uh, this past weekend, Churchill Downs, Medina Spirit Bill wins the Kentucky Derby, and then tests positive. Saying, yeah, a little help there. 
for a uh, for a, a performance enhancing stu- substance. Bob Baffert, who that was his seventh Kentucky Derby win, uh, claims that there's no way. Uh, and so, uh, it's quite a story there. But one of the biggest stories, Bill, that I've seen across is, hey, what's going to happen to all the betting lines? Yeah, they were talking about that today. I, I didn't get to see it. I left before I left the house. They were talking about one of the networks that they're going. They were going to explain what was going to happen to all the money. Yes, that was bad. If yes, this, if the, this this does hold up, it's a huge. Uh, of course, now to be out of the Belmont, they won't be able to run in the Belmont either. Well, it, the, the the last I got was that Medina Spirit was headed there without Baffert. Uh, no. Baffert has been. Well, this suspended is the second from, time he's been accused. of Yes, this, so. yes, he's had uh, he's had several run-ins. Uh, the premier trainer in horse racing. I want to get my good friend Dale Watts, uh, who trains quarter horses, a little bit different than than thoroughbreds and. Uh, racehorses, but uh, but certainly would know about those things. Yeah. We'll try to get Dale on to talk a little uh, a little horse racing uh, at some point, but certainly uh, not boding well for Bob Baffert and Medina Spirit. Um, as, we know, we know uh, for sure they'll have to give the purse back. But y- yes. what about all the people who bet? That's, yes, that's what the, I'm wondering. I'm, I'm like you. Uh, the betting will be will be quite <laughs> unique. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, that's that's kind of going on and. In the world of uh, of horse racing, uh, certainly was a was a very interesting, uh, r- very interesting piece and very interesting story uh, storyline there. The other storyline, uh, unfortunately, the uh, tight end. Man, I need to be talking to Rob J right now because there was a tight end named Sean Culkin, uh, who is with the Kansas City Chiefs, and he requested to be paid in Bitcoin. Oh God. <laughs> uh, and has now been released by the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, they let him go. So he will not be getting paid, uh, whether it's in Bitcoin, dollars, uh, pesos, or any other uh, currency that uh, that he chooses. But, uh, yeah, he, he wanted to invest in his entire NFL salary in Bitcoin, uh, and I'm sure we have a lot of listeners out there that are uh, big-time Bitcoin uh, investors. Uh, I have known people that have had Bitcoin uh, since it was somewhere in the six to eight thousand dollar range, it's topped out over fifty thousand dollars at some point. The problem that I have with Bitcoin and all of these cryptocurrencies is 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 the process of trading it. And and, and I, I day trade on the stock market, so I understand investing, but the process of trading these cryptocurrencies seems so different, uh, and and could be fraught with additional risk outside of just the risk of investing in in a cryptocurrency uh now certainly there's a lot of a lot of places that have started accepting it elon musk is big into cryptocurrency uh and so you know look there's got to be some credibility to it Uh, i for one am an investor that takes this motto if i don't understand the investment that i'm making or what i am investing in then i choose to typically stay out of uh, putting my investment capital into that uh, that thing, and so for me, that's Bitcoin and cryptocurrency as a whole. But that Kansas City Chiefs player, uh, Sean Culkin, ultimately wanted to be paid in Bitcoin, which is um, which is a very uh, interesting and, and and unique thing. I think we'll start to to see more and more of that uh, as time goes along. You know, people are going to want to be paid. I've always said, Bill, if I got a professional contract to be an athlete i would take the bobby benilla approach you know pay me 
a nice salary now, but after I've retired about 10 years, start paying me deferred income for my retirement years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so deferring the money uh, would be would be an avenue that I would I would uh, you know probably prefer to take there um, if I you know had it was was ever had the ability to be a professional athlete. But anyway, so um, that's uh, a little bit of little bit of news on the Bitcoin uh, front, and unfortunately, that young man was was uh, cut from the uh, the Kansas City uh, Chiefs. We talked a little bit of golf earlier. We appreciated Randy Watkins joining us in the first hour. Uh, that is a, a segment that we will do the first Monday of every month going forward. So June 7th will be our next time from 6 to 7 p.m. that we will have Randy on for this version of Tea to Green here on Upon Further Review. So we're excited about that interactive segment. If you missed any of that, let me remind you, you can go download our podcast. Anywhere you find podcasts, simply search Upon Further Review or my name, Josh Dorman. That's with one O. And uh, you'll be able to download that podcast and all of our podcasts. I believe we're up to either seven or eight uh, shows now, Bill. So we're getting our feet wet a little bit and uh, getting some wind beneath our wings here. Yeah, I think Beef's got most of them up now. I'm pretty sure. So. We, we yes, there. In yeah. fact, I put last Monday's up today. Uh, it was a it was a busy week last week, so I forgot to come yeah. to the. That's right. He, to download, the he downloads them for you, and then you put them up. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. forgot to get. I, I wasn't able to get to the station and uh, and pick it up, but. Um, uh, we've got that last show last Monday with Rob J, uh, and the rest of the show is up. And tonight's show will be up uh, probably by Thursday, uh, if I can get here to to get that and get it downloaded uh, to where uh, you can uh, download that podcast and enjoy the entire show. If you missed any, want to remind you, Jerry Brewer is a trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. You can contact Jerry at six zero one nine five two. 3525 and coming up in our next two segments as we always do we will welcome in the judge Jim Judge for our coaches challenge and uh, he's going to throw the flag on all the flipping and flopping that's going on in the NBA today with regards to the play in Uh, so that should be an interesting uh, conversation there with the judge and then he's also got his good call and his bad call and I have a feeling there's going to be a little bit of a, a debate here on Upon Further Review when it comes to his bad call uh, of the week. So um, we'll be interested to, to hear that as uh, we will welcome in the judge, uh, Jim Judge, over the next two segments. I want to read this to you from The Power of a Positive Team. And we talk about culture um, here on the show a lot. We talk about the importance of culture. We talk about the importance of positive leadership. And I want to read this to you because this is relevant to you, whether it's at home, whether it's in your business, whether it's a team that you're currently coaching or playing for. No matter your circumstance, this is very, uh, very relevant. It says pessimistic teams don't become legendary. Negative teams talk about and create problems but they don't solve them. Throughout history, we see that it's the positive teams that create the future and change the world. The future belongs to those who believe in it and work together with other positive people in order to create it. That's from The Power of a Positive Team 
uh, written by John Gordon. And we'll be back with more upon further review. We've got the judge, Jim Judge, and the Coaches Challenge coming up right after this. Judge, Jim Judge, has his own walkout music on the show. That's right. And uh, is here once again, as he is every Monday night with us, for the Coach's Challenge and the Good Call and Bad Call of the Week. And uh, welcome back in once again, another episode of Upon Further Review. Uh, and uh, we are, uh, listen, we're rolling through it. Did you have a chance to listen to that first uh, hour with Randy Watkins? I did. And, uh, yeah, what a great career and a great story. And, uh, yeah, he was great for the state of Mississippi in golf, no doubt. Well, I tell you what, what he is so accomplished. And, uh, and, 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 you know, he's a 2021 inductee into the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. So, uh, big time uh, having having him in with us, and big time having the judge. So we want to get started here with the coaches challenge, and uh, and and listen, you have a you have a you're you're developing a fan base here, uh, here in 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 the deep south. Uh, I, I start getting texts before the segment even starts. Here comes the judge, and uh, and and so you're you're developing a fan base here. So uh, who are you throwing your flag on? This in this week's coaches challenge. Well, you know I do still have a little family left uh, down south there, and uh, you, of course you being uh, one of the stars. But uh, so you know I'm gonna, not going to get too crazy about the uh, Collins, but I do thank the uh, thank the callers and uh, keep them coming. Appreciate it. But yeah, you know here we are uh, back to the uh, the coaches challenge. I think that I might have to uh, throw the flag this week. Um, and, uh, you know, the the entire sport of uh, really the NBA and uh, some of their major uh, players, that uh, being owners and, and players uh, as well as management. But, uh, you know, they become the flipping flopping league and, uh, you know, it's the, uh, the stealth hamstring injury uh, virus league. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you just kind of wonder what, exactly what, what we're looking at. Uh, you hear one thing one day or, you know, one 
season about that referring to the, the play-in uh, format now and, of course, LeBron James's comments uh, this last week as opposed to what he said uh, last year, Josh, don't you think? Yeah, I, I would I would agree. I'm, I'm still uh, chuckling over the hamstring virus. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that the hamstring virus is not a new pandemic that's about to hit the NBA. Well, uh, you know, we, we found they're tracking it down to its origins, you know, and, <laughs> and the zero, number zero patient. And it's, it's down to uh, uh, Durant, uh, and, but hardened for his duration uh, for the severity. And by that, I mean lack of severity uh, of his hamstring. And, uh, you know, it's amazing that all these guys with their hamstring are going to be fully healed. There's about two, two games left in the, the season. So, uh, you know, it, it, it must be the, uh, the course of treatment that they're giving guys. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, we, when we talk about the NBA and we're throwing the flag on this idea that uh, several months ago, uh, owner like Mark Cuban, players like LeBron James, all were extremely supportive of this new uh, play-in um, format. And now that their teams, Mark Cuban's team, the Dallas Mavericks, currently in fifth place but could very easily fall to the seventh or eighth place transparency, I am a Dallas Mavericks fan, so I hope that they stay in the fifth seed. However, then you have LeBron James come out, uh, and now that the Lakers are uh, in, going to be in the play-in if the, if the standings uh, fell today, uh, they, they seem to be singing a different tune now that it would involve them, and that's where the flipping and flopping occurs with regards to uh, the current state of the NBA, which should not surprise anybody uh, because the NBA uh, really uh, has lost a, a significant amount of credibility in a number of ways in the last uh, few years. Well, you know, of course, LeBron in his statements about uh, somebody should be fired uh, whoever came up with this uh, play-in format. And, of course, you know, if, if that's you, in most cases you're scared for your job. But in this case, he's he's calling for the firing of uh, some of the NBA owners on the competition committee, uh, the commissioner, Adam Silver, who's very popular. So, I mean, he's really stepping out when he's calling for the firing of these people, especially considering he was in favor of it last year uh, after it was at least in the uh, – uh, the COVID season there with the bubble. Uh, so, you know, also uh, there's always the profit motive to be had. Uh, last year, LeBron and the Lakers, they were in the number one seed, I believe, going into the playoffs. And so the uh, the play-in format was great for the other guys, and it increased the ratings and the profit. And uh, I know LeBron, uh, he's, he's all about that. Of course, he's nothing wrong with being successful and making profit, but he was also – came out against the, uh, at the time, the Rockets, Daryl Morey, the GM for supporting uh, democracy in Hong Kong. Right. So right. I know that's, that's just another kind of a feather in LeBron's uh, cap, but uh, not really. Yeah, LeBron has certainly not been on the, uh, on the, the greatest side of, 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 of uh, some arguments here lately. Uh, his PR firm might need to be ones getting fired uh, not, uh, I guess, Jenny Buss, Mark Cuban, and the rest of the owners that voted for the play-in along with the league office there. 
uh, from the NBA. So uh, certainly the NBA stands uh, stands in a um, a unique spot because LeBron James is the leader of the league still. Oh, absolutely. And you know this is going to sh- it's shining brightly. Obviously, the ratings are already uh, showing the effects of a lot of this p- political and. Uh, Manipulation, I think, is really the word I want to call it. That uh, the Lakers, you know, the Nets, a lot of the top teams, they are playing a manipulation game. Uh, they're banking on really limiting the number of games they play, so they they're going to be healthy during the playoffs. So that's really why I'm not I'm calling shenanigans on most of these nagging, longer than ever uh, injuries for you know ankles or. Uh, you know, of course, the dreaded hardened hamstring virus. And, of course, you know, the NBA, they do have their stealth and safety uh, protocols. Yes, 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 no doubt about that. Uh, so uh, we're throwing the flag on the NBA here in the coaches' challenge with the judge. Look, one other thing I wanted to kick around with you. Did you by chance see the video of DK Metcalf running the 100-meter dash in an Olympic qualifying event, I believe he ran it in ten three six and came in ninth out of tenth. But was it not impressive for a man of that size to move at that speed? I, I just heard his uh, his stats. You know, telling the tape on him, and he's about six four two forty five. And the guy that won the race is six foot one hundred and sixty five. <laughs> so D, DK is wearing like four twenty pound vest. And, and he stays within, you know, maybe three, two, three meters of the, the front of that pack. That's incredible. That's incredible. And look, the winner uh, ran it, I believe, in ten point one two, and uh, so certainly DK Metcalf was moving at a high rate of speed there uh, in in that race, and so. Um, you know, he's, he's got some similarities to, to Usain Bolt, but he's about 25 pounds or more heavier than Usain. Well, and, and so you, if, if he, with his uh, athleticism, if he trained and became a track runner, you know, there's some of the controversy, some of the, the you know, the track uh, career guys and the organizers were against him running. Uh, they thought he was going to make a farce out of it or this and that. But, uh, you know, the fact is, if he did train and got down his weight 25 pounds, I wouldn't butt against him in any race. Man, there's no doubt. And I'll be honest hey. with you, I'd love to see Usain Bolt play wide receiver in the NFL. Hey, uh, yeah, I know we're going to talk about it a little later, but, yeah, there's some other older guys that are jumping in at a later date, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, no doubt about right. it. No, no doubt right. about you it. That up. Well, we've got good call, bad call coming up next as we have the judge sticking around with us here for the final segment of Upon Further Review. Just to remind you, Jerry Brewer is a trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. Contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or at southerngulfstates.com. Don't go anywhere. Last segment coming up next. And in Madison. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with Josh Dorman. 
Call us on our caller line at 601-366-1180. Welcome back in upon further review. Spinal segment. I just got the greatest laugh out of a a tweet that I saw here in the break. It's a, it's a, a, a little girl and her Rottweiler jumping on the trampoline. And the little girl's doing somersaults, and the Rottweiler is trying to do somersaults with her. It is absolutely amazing, man. This is uh, this is first class right here. So, uh, welcome back in Garner Dental Group Studios. Uh, we're Garner Dental Group is a collection of 18 dental and orthodontic offices, conveniently located across Mississippi. Complimentary whitening for new hygiene patients is available. Check out their interactive map, LakeGarnerDentalGroup.com. Or call 601-271-8710 to find one of their five metro locations or others across the state and region. Most insurance, Medicare, and care credit are accepted. So get in and get your mouth healthy at Garner Dental. We uh, are joined by the judge, and it's time for the good call and bad call of the week. Let's start with the Bad call of the week, because I have a feeling we might have to debate this one a little bit. All right. Uh, Let me say before we jump in here that that's a great uh, uh, segue into the uh, section here with the the Rottweiler. But I was going to ask, have you ever noticed that Bulldogs have an amazing affinity for skateboarding? (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, there used to be a oh, show. It's a real thing. It's a real thing, yeah. There used to be a show called Rob and Big uh, where it was Rob. Oh, shoot. I don't remember Rob his Deer last Deck. name. Deer Deck. Deer Deck. And he yeah, had a bulldog that uh, would skateboard. Yes, now that you say that, uh, that yes, that, that's true. Oh, yeah. And and I just saw uh, something on my uh, Facebook page uh about the bulldog, he couldn't go to sleep without a skateboard, <laughs> and, and then he got uh, he got too big for the uh, the first one as he grew up, and uh, so they got him another one. And it was like Christmas Day, man. Oh he man! But and let me tell you, he can go. Well, listen, he he, uh, he starts it, he stops it, and oh uh, yeah, yeah. They, but anyway, yeah, the bulldog maybe the Rottweilers maybe they're better on the uh, on the trampoline than the skateboard. Well, hey, look, and and uh, and I gotta tell you, Joey <laughs> texted me during the break, and he said, uh, he said, Dad, I've got bad news. Uh, he said, you're never going to guess what just happened. I caught the hamstring virus. <laughs> so the hamstring virus takes another victim. Oh my goodness! Oh, I can only imagine. He, he got to put him in protocol. Oh, he's in the protocol. Hamstring protocol. Yeah, that's Joey. All right, so what's the bad call of the week? Well, you know, it's like the news hot off the press today that uh, Tim Tebow, the great Florida Gator, Heisman Trophy winner, uh, he is now a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Signed as a tight end, by the way, a position he's never played a down. Yes, that's so true. I, I've got, I've got to say, you know, I was thinking about it. Originally, I was going to throw it, uh, give the bad call to Urban Meyer, but you know, I, I kind of got a question, Tim, for uh, you know, he's a great guy, was doing a great job on ESPN with the commentary, has a great ministry, uh, and he is a great guy. 
But, uh, you know, I, I just wonder what his real motivation, because he's already got a platform. So, uh, you know, him and, him and Urban. But I got a question here for coming back at 33. He just started, uh, he just got married uh, recently and uh, going to be starting a family. So I got to throw it on Jim. What do you think? Well, so I, I, I can see that perspective of it. I thought you were going to go the direction of the Jaguars. Um, but I can see from the Tebow perspective that, yes, it, you know, 33 years old, just got married, probably starting a family soon. Uh, but I would also say that he only has three years of wear and tear uh, of an NFL career on him, and and he's a guy that that that's a, 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 a you know the thing that made him great in college was not necessarily that he was always the greatest football player. He was just the the most fierce competitor, and and when you're talking about Jacksonville, you're bringing in Trevor Lawrence, you're bringing in Etienne, uh, you're bringing in a lot of youth. And, and you really do need a, a positive locker room influence. So from the culture perspective, I think it's a great call. Uh, and from an ability to mentor younger players, which sen- certainly seems to be, uh, you know, something Tebow is very uh, interested in, yeah, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's a good call and a bad call. Well, you know, I got to kind of agree with you, Josh. Those are some good arguments. One thing that I reason I didn't think of it is you know I really uh, from experience I don't think of Urban making these uh, you know these really great locker room moves. He, in Florida he kind of ran into trouble for recruiting just the opposite kind of yep. player. So maybe he learned, and I do agree that Jim is a great uh, locker room presence, and and it could work out. But in terms of him, he's never blocked a uh, defensive end. Uh, you know, he's never chipped and gone out for routes. And I know he is a great athlete, and I wish him the best. I, I, and, I, and I hope it works out. But as you know, being, a, I think, just a, t- a tad over 40, it kind of at some point it doesn't matter what you do. It's the matter that, the, you know, the years are passing and your body is going to age regardless of really what you're doing. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. No doubt about that. So that will be interesting to pay attention to. What's your good call of the week? Well, you know, I had a couple of uh, couple of thoughts about that as well. You know, one of them that also came up my high-speed wire uh, this afternoon was a uh, young man there is a high achiever there in, in uh, your area, uh, I believe, Josh. A young man named Joey Dorman, I believe he, uh, he had some academic achievement awards, didn't he, today? He, he did in his middle school award ceremony. He was the... Uh, he got the high academic achiever uh, recognition, as he uh, corrected me and said that it was uh, at his yes. school today, uh, and that certainly uh, speaks to his uh, his focus and attention to detail in the classroom, and certainly something that uh, we're all very proud of him. And you know, I bet he may he may have. Uh Tweak that hammy on the way up to the podium, maybe. <laughs> to get that award. That, I would think so. So I, I would think he should be good in, you know, four to six weeks. Yeah, four to six weeks. We'll call yeah. James Harden's uh, trainer and find out uh, find out what that looks like. That's right. Find out, you know, when, when the uh, the next uh, league uh, starts off for Joey. And that'll be about the time he's ready. There you go. <laughs> well, but, you know, but listen, in, in that regard also, we're talking about uh, a young man there making a great call. We're, you know, we're uh, talking certainly about a man like uh, Tim Tebow making great calls. And uh, yesterday being Mother's Day, you know, 
nobody has a greater care and love for their children than a mother. Mm-hmm. And and to see uh, young people to uh, to lead a healthy and happy and healthy life, you know, I think is one of the greatest uh, motivations a mother has. You know. Yeah, for sure. And so what what, what, what I think that we're, we're hoping for looking at the family dynamic and sports also as it relates is to, you know, to have that, uh, the healthy as far as, the, as well as the happy, you know, component of, of the lives of young people as well as adults, you know, you and I had a family member this last week. I don't know if you, uh, if you mentioned it, I think you just found out about it, but had a, uh, a surprise, of course they all are, but out of the blue, a serious heart attack. Yeah. And, uh, we're, we uh, wish Uncle Steve the best, and I didn't know if you had mentioned that during your golf segment, but uh, I have a pretty good uh, golf story for Uncle Steve uh, from Jackson Municipal there. I'll have to tell you sometime when we have the time. Oh, yeah. My point, my point is that, uh, you know, sports can really be a leader in terms of preventive screening and making sure that uh, young people are getting the, the educational the emotional and medical support that's going to lead, you know, to, to good outcomes, to healthy and productive uh, adults. Yeah. And we want that for all our, 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 our daughters and sons. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, sports could lead the way in that regard. Uh, we, you know, we have a lot of genetic testing that's available. We can uncover uh, conditions before they may become a life-threatening uh, issue. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We saw that. Uh, Joey went to get his first sports physical this past weekend uh, and want to give a shout-out to Mississippi Sports Medicine over there in Flowood. I'm telling you what, that was a well-oiled machine they ran over there. Uh, did a terrific job in that. And uh, you mentioned Uncle Steve. Uncle Steve listens to the show sometimes, uh, and if he is listening, we want him to know that we are praying for him uh, for a speedy recovery. It was 100% blockage in the Widowmaker. And uh, so he uh, he knows uh, how fortunate and blessed the miracle that it is that um, that he got the care that he received so quickly. Uh, he was getting out of a pool. Uh, he, this is a guy that has been uh, a swimmer, a jogger, a golfer, played basketball, very fit, uh, has 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 taken that very seriously, and he's in the pool, and uh, and 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 starts having a, a massive heart attack there. Uh, so we, we wish him well, and we're thinking about him. And the point of the good call is, listen, we want to encourage you, take care of your screenings. Take care of the, your uh, your uh, preemptive medical care. Uh, sometimes, men, we're a little slow on things, but we want to encourage you here from Upon Further Review to take care of yourself and to take care of one another. So that's going to do it for here, here for us. Uh, another episode of Upon Further Review in the books. Don't forget the podcast. Uh, download it wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back with you next Monday night from 6 to 8 p.m. Until then, have a great week. We'll talk to you soon.